I'm your host, Fraser Bailey, and welcome to the VegUp Podcast, where we talk mindset, psychology, plant-based nutrition, lifestyle, and big dreams. So if you want to get your head in the game, level up, and become the best version of you, listen in. Let's go. How to succeed with veganism and why do people become ex-vegans? Guys, this morning I wanted to talk all about how when you have this ambition or this curiosity to try veganism and or you're already vegan but you're looking for ways to master it further, how do you do that? I will be giving you the tips that I've used myself and I've given to many, many clients and people in general that are really, really important when it comes to making sure that you become very competent in certain areas so you're successful with a plant-based vegan diet and lifestyle. And why do some people become ex-vegans and then they come out and they're doing the carnivore diet where they're just eating meat or they, they do something goofy and then they talk about it on social media and it can really impact a lot of people's decisions and opinions and typically these people are not educated they're not experts and they've done a lot of things wrong preceding this decision and I want to explain that to you as well because this is important stuff because very often if someone see someone who doesn't have knowledge sees these things online about someone's health deteriorated as a vegan blah 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 they'll share this and they'll use this as arguments or reasons to not try it and see how it works for them and that is dangerous you can take this concept or and these these ideas that i'm going to share with you and you can apply this to succeeding with anything because ultimately if you can master something as all-encompassing and as big as veganism which is a really a big lifestyle change and in many ways an identity shift if you can master something like this dude you can you can change anything about your life and that's the beauty of this is that I want current vegans and people who are not vegan yet to listen to this because you can adopt these methodologies and transform any area of your life based on these processes And so usually what I'll find is that the people in my observation who come to a vegan plant-based diet and get poor results and or don't stick with it very long term, this is just the reality. Are people who are just doing it for health reasons and they're just looking to dabble. So if they're not disease-ridden and or if they don't have a compelling why or a deeper driver beyond the dabbling, they're going to come to a plant-based diet to dabble, kind of like they've dabbled in other things. And what this does is one, it sets up their paradigm to just see this as something that they can quit if they get stressed, something that they can you know, flip-flop around with and not really try to make progress with. Just like a normal, any diet, right? Think about how hard it is for a lot of people to stick with any diet. 
And so for that reason, if they don't have an identity shift around their food choices, that is usually the challenge for a lot of people. Now, what is important to understand, and this is what I emphasize with a lot of people who are new to this or already existing, is you need to keep learning. You need to keep educating yourself watching the documentaries, taking the bits of the documentaries that make sense to you, applying it, testing it, reading information, applying it, testing it, and looking for reasons why this will work for you and trying it, implementing it, and testing it. I've noticed that people who struggle with this, they ultimately might watch one documentary that gets them curious but then they will start to look and pick apart all the things that could go wrong. And so, for example, they might watch the documentary What the Health, or they might watch the documentary The Game Changes. And they're like, okay, I'm curious about this. I, I might dabble in this. And then they start, but then they start to look at all the things that are missing or all the things that could go wrong. And they share it on their social media, and their friends are like, oh no. Soy is bad for you. This is bad for you. You need meat. You need cholesterol. You need XYZ. And all these people come out with uninformed, uneducated opinions, people with no real world experience whatsoever sharing misinformation. And you start to take that on board. And the more you adopt those things, and very often it's unconscious, but I can see it in someone's language and I can see it in someone's energy. If their energy about a vegan diet or lifestyle is not good. And what I mean by this is they're not messaging me like, dude, like I, I watched this and oh my God, like this is, and I'm trying this food and I tried this, but it, I don't really like it that much, but that's okay because I'm recognized that it's just like a learning experience and I'm going to try these other things next week and blah, blah, blah. If they're not like that and they don't come with that type of energy and instead they're like, oh, like my friend said, this is not good. What do you think about this? And what do you think about this thing here and this? And I tried it, but I didn't really like it. And they and they have this sort of low vibration to their approach. They're going to fail, period. They will fail. And they're already setting themselves up to fail and they don't even know it because of the type of vibe and attitude they're bringing to, the, to their life. And if they adopt that in other areas... They'll also fail in other areas as well. And you can you can see if they've achieved anything in other areas of their life, it's because they didn't bring that, that bad vibe with them. They didn't bring that energy with them. They were looking for reasons why it would work and becoming solution-orientated. And I tell people that you need to almost have a chip on your shoulder and you need to have this stubborn resilience to show people what is possible. So like... For me, for example, when I went vegan, I had people trying to literally talk me out of it. That's how ridiculous people are and stuck in their own paradigms and bullshit, is that they will try and talk you out of it. Try and talk you out of like a potential health improvement. It's ridiculous. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to do this primarily for myself, for my own evolution, to prove to myself that yet again, I can adopt a significant change in my life and make it work. But I will also do this to show people that the power of your thinking and the power of your intentions is everything. That if you think something is going to work and you are determined to, sh 
to show it and demonstrate it, you will find a way. And if you don't think it is, or you're just looking to dabble, like most people are just dabblers, you will find a way out of it. And most people dabble in everything in their life. They dabble in entrepreneurship. They dabble in chasing their dreams. They dabble in self-actualizing themselves. And that's why their results suck, guys. It's why they get crap results in their life because they're dabblers and so if you're a dabbler you need to understand that part of your bad result is because you are a dabbler you're not jumping in head first you're not taking big leaps and you are giving yourself time constraints and or time limits on things i'm going to do this for 30 days and see how i feel don't stop giving yourself time constraints because what's what you're implying subconsciously is that at that at that end point, I'm going to go back to what I was doing. And if you go back to what you were doing, you're going to get your old results. And do you want your old results? When in actuality, you need to say, I'm going to jump into this head first and I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to go for it. And just see what happens. Just see what happens. When you approach things like that, you don't subconsciously give yourself this sort of finish line to cross where you can go backwards to the old paradigms because you could apply that to anything in your life and if you go back to the old habits routines and rituals you're going to go back to those old results and so you've got to ask yourself is that what you want and so from that perspective it's very very important to assess that and what i will say is this the people who make veganism work are the ones who study multiple areas of veganism so they come into veganism, whether it's just for health reasons. Look, I'm not here to judge anyone about anything. Like, I want people ultimately to make the change, period, and evolve and grow and not regress. That's it. And so if someone comes to me for health reasons, I'll give them all the information. I'll give them various books, various articles, various things to learn about regarding the, the health aspects. As they start to learn about those things, I'm like, ah, oh, did you know about the environmental aspects of it? Did you know about the ethical aspects of it? Did you know about how it can help with your, um, your energy levels and personal development and your awareness about making decisions and paradigms and seeing polarity in all kinds of paradigms around religion and politics and everything? Like for me, it's changed many, many facets of my life. And so I'll share that with people and be like, hey, look at all these different areas that it's helping with. And the people who thrive with this are the ones who start to attach all the different reasons. They get a deeper understanding across the board. And they are okay with riding the bike and falling off. And they're okay with having trainer wheels on the bike as well. What you'll often find with a lot of people early on, you and I can tell the ones who won't be successful, are the ones who want to, one, figure it all out in day one, and two, if they don't get some miraculous transformation in like a month and they get any, they experience any adverse effects like low libido or their digestion is off, they just assume that they need meat. And then they, that assumption starts to drive and fuel their subconscious thinking and they look for reasons why it won't work and then they stop. And I've got to tell you that if you approach things like that, you're going to fail in everything. You need to be okay with a learning curve. You need to be okay with going through periods where things don't function optimally because you're doing new things in your life. 
Now, the, the reason and the, some of the reasons why people come into veganism, and you see these articles that go around on news media, especially with large people with larger social media followings, about, you know, they were vegan for two, two years or three years or five years, and then they quit, and they feel so much better and blah, 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 and all that stuff, right? The first thing that I want to emphasize is that very often they did not seek expert help from vegan specialists. So whether it was a vegan gut doctor or a vegan physician or a vegan pediatrician or a vegan whatever, they did not seek expert counsel from people who are experienced and proficient in these areas regarding plant-based medicine and health. They went to a conventional doctor or a conventional gastroenterologist or a conventional endocrinologist or whatever and this person because they have a paradigm around eating meat what do they do they're like oh this is your problem you need to add in eggs you need to add in this thing because it is their paradigm it's a paradigm around what's called carnism just people don't people think that veganism is uh, an ideology, not realizing that the, the the dominant ideology in society is carnism. It's this idea that we need to consume animals to be healthy. And people don't even see that. And so that's the first thing is I guarantee you that they did not seek out expert counsel from a plant-based expert. If, if I was having severe digestive problems or health problems, I would be going straight to plant-based experts first communicating with them online if they were out of like state or country and then finding a way to get a consult with them in some capacity whether i had to go to them that's what i would do and i guarantee you that these people did not do that they went to the general practitioner who has no nutritional understanding or some person who, again who has a paradigm around eating animals that's the first thing the second thing is that when you often look at these people what preceded some of the health issues was that they approached things with uh, dietary patterns that are associated with eating disorders. And so these people have eating disorders. They don't have a deficiency in nutrients as much as the eating disorder was what drove that. And so they either came to veganism because they had body dysmorphia and they thought it would be like this miracle fat loss cure. They had bulimia. I've, I've known people who left veganism and then they came out talking about their battle with bulimia. And so they had eating disorders. And I have sympathy for those people, but at the same time, it's sad that they could not see that their own dysfunction in their brain was actually the root cause. It wasn't the, a well-planned plant-based vegan diet. The American Dietetic Association states that a well-planned vegetarian vegan diet is appropriate for all stages of life, from pregnancy, lactation, infancy, all the way through to elderly adulthood, as well as athletes. And so if the American Dietetic Association states that, that's saying something. And if it's, plant, if it's appropriate for all stages of life, what is that telling you? That the governing bodies who study dietetics are saying this, not just some person on social media who did goofy things with their diet. And so some of those goofy things look like 
severe, severe caloric restriction. And so I've seen people who talked about how they lost their menstrual cycle or their hormones went all crazy, but they were doing extended fasting protocols. And look, there's nothing wrong with fasting protocols or extended fasting protocols, but you do need to understand your physiology and you do need to have the right type of guidance through it. And you need to understand the potential ramifications of doing those things. And so some of these people, they would do extended fasting protocols where they wouldn't eat or the caloric intake was very, very, very low. And they would over-exercise. And the combination of the exercising and the caloric restriction basically doesn't, your body has no substrate to produce hormones. That's food is the precursors for all the production of all these chemicals in your body. And without that, how are you meant to function? And so it wasn't even a nutrient deficiency as it was much just straight up caloric restriction. And so you can see this when people experience low libido or low energy, especially when it's like low energy and stuff like that. It's usually extended caloric restriction and they're like, oh, my energy levels were so low. I don't know what was wrong. Think of a fitness competitor who's getting ready for a bodybuilding competition. Their energy is terrible before they go on stage, no matter what their diet is, because they are in such a calorically deprived state. And people inadvertently do that, or they do that because they think that veganism is some special fat loss cure. Or they do it by accident because they're not really paying attention to their caloric values and they drop them too low or they're too low for an, a long period of time because they want some long-term fat loss. So that's another thing. Or what they'll do is within veganism, there's a lot of different sort of subsets, whether it's a raw diet or raw tool four or 80-10-10, which is 80% carbohydrates, 10% fat, 10% protein, or there's different keto vegan or just whatever there's different subsets within a plant-based diet so it's not just like a one-size-fits-all thing which is actually a good thing because a lot of people when they come to a vegan diet they think that it's just this one-size-fits-all thing but it's not there's very many different facets and avenues you can take to achieve the result now that being said very often what you will find is that people who have had challenges with their health, they've approached things from a very intense perspective around one of these subsets. So they might have done just straight up a fruit diet. And for whatever reason, they were missing certain micronutrients in their diet. So you can see this with people, some people, and I'll say some because there are examples of people who have done a fruit diet, just fruit or a raw diet, and they absolutely thrive. For example, Lou Corona, the CEO of the brand Puridime, he's been a raw vegan for over 40 years, and he looks so young and vibrant. So it's an example that when you do it the right way, and you get enough calories, and you get enough of the right calories, you can make it work. But again, these people approach things from a restrictive perspective around one of these subsets, so they were drastically removing other things that could have potentially helped them. And so not only were they removing other things, but they were potentially restricting calories really, really aggressively, doing extended fasting protocols. For example, there was a guy who was vegan for a long time and he was a 
avid spokesperson regarding veganism in the vegan community and he left saying his health deteriorated his name was Tim Sheaf but he did urine therapy where he drank his own urine he did extended fasting he did all kinds of really intense things prior to his health deteriorating and you could see his psychology breaking down I mean this gentleman I could tell I mean I've come from a place of severe mental dysfunction I could tell he had a lot of mental health issues and this is the missing piece very often people who have a lot of mental health issues early on they don't even really know they have them it's almost like you can't see the forest for the trees you're in your own head and you can't see the dysfunction from that from the inside out but other people outside are like holy damn like that person's clearly mentally ill and that's also why within the vegan community we need to have some sympathy for these people because Yes, they come out and they say these goofy things and they're misinforming the public, but they're just mentally unstable people. They probably have these addictive personalities to begin with where they came from drugs or alcohol or some kind of other addiction and it shape-shifted into extended fasting or, or intense caloric restriction. And they used veganism as a, as a coat to wear to kind of masquerade around in to hide some of those dysfunctional tendencies and so it's really really important to see that and to understand that that is usually a driving force in their life and when they get to a place where their hormones are out of whack their digestion is thrown off and also for example if they are just consuming tons and tons and tons of fiber and they're not looking after themselves and they're not looking after their gut health and there's other variables in their life which I'm going to talk about in a second that could be going wrong and they're getting tons of bloating from that and they're not doing anything to remedy that properly sure they're going to have adverse effects they might get start getting allergic responses to certain foods and they're going to say it didn't work when in actuality they just didn't troubleshoot the process enough with an expert who has experience in this process and they don't factor in a lot of the other the other things outside of nutrition that play a role in their result and so what was their psychological stress levels like what was their blue light exposure like what was their air quality like their water quality what was their sleep quality like the all these different things factor in to their overall health physically not only that, what was this, the current state of their psychology? Like I was saying, their mental health, but also their personal development. Very often what I find is that people who do this, they're not very well versed in personal development. They don't have a good understanding of their own psychology, and so they're not able to see the forest for the trees. And so in the thick of it, in the storm, they make these impulsive decisions based on this distorted lens that they're looking through, thinking that it's the only way out when it's not and you can see this with anyone who is mentally ill and say for example people who commit suicide they at the time they think that's the only way out and so that's why a degree of sympathy is required but also people have got to start recognizing that it's not the diet per se it's the way they structured the diet 
It's the radical approaches they took that preceded this change within their diet. It's their all-encompassing lifestyles and addictive tendencies that drove the dysfunction around their diet, period. And I can guarantee you, I could look at any case of for any person who relapsed away from a vegan diet and you will find these commonalities with every single person. I guarantee you that. If you dissect their process and you look at their history and they're transparent with you enough, you will find this with every single person. The people who make this work and they thrive, they're not people who get reactive in the moment. They're like, oh, my libido's low. I must need to eat meat. And they go eat a steak in the moment because they get one little nuanced adverse effect. Not realizing it could be from stress or lack of sleep or any other variable outside of their diet, or it could just be from prolonged caloric restriction. And so you have to look at these things. And the people opposite to this, so the antithesis to this, right? The antithesis to this is people who come to a vegan diet and they thrive and they make it work. What do they do? They pretty much do the exact opposite to everything that I've just said. So they come in, they try, within a a vegan diet, they try different foods, they experiment. They pay attention to how their body feels. They get expert counsel from someone like myself or you know, someone else who is well-versed in vegan diet, dietetics and strategy. So they get that support and that counsel and that oversight. They understand that you can't just put some short time cap on this because as soon as you start to cap out your time, that's when in your head there's a finish line and so you will start to look for reasons to default back to your old habits. Trust me, it just happens. It's human nature. And so it's not to say that you have to say, I'm jumping in right now and I'm doing this forever. But don't even put an end cap or an end destination on it. Say, I'm going to commit to this process and I'm going to give it everything. And that's it. And you do that. And I trust me, when you approach anything like that, not just a plant-based vegan diet or lifestyle, but anything, you will master it. I trust me. I've approached this. I've used this methodology when it comes to business, entrepreneurship, achieving goals and dreams. And I've seen things literally manifest in my face to create the life that we have now where we are entrepreneurs, we work remotely, we get to make our own hours, we have uh, an amazing RV that we travel around, that we're about to travel around the US in, we have a house back in Louisiana, and so we're living these dreams that many people want because of this mindset I am sharing with you, and so you can apply this to any area of your life, guys. You need to keep learning, you need to be a student every day. For example, Another thing when I see people struggling and I send them a lot of resources, I'm like, check out this podcast. You know, for example, like Simon Hill and his uh, Plant Proof podcast or Rich Roll's podcast or Dr. Zach Bush's work or Dr. Garth Davis's work and all these various documentaries and articles and things. And I'm like, go check these out and just start learning. Just learn about all the different reasons why this works. Like Dr. Melanie Joy and her perspective on the psychology around carnism and the psychology around eating animals. There's an actual psychology around this. And when I hear from them again and they're like, oh, I've really been struggling. I'm like, did you look at or did you did you learn any of those things? They're like, oh, not yet. I haven't had a chance. I've just been busy. There, that is it. That's it right there. The fact that you stop being a student. 
period. Like you were setting yourself up to fail to begin with because you didn't even take time out of your day, which you know you do have the time, but you did not make it enough of a priority because you approach things like a dabbler. And if you approach anything like a dabbler, you will always get crap results, period. And, and anyone who's achieved anything will agree with this. I, I guarantee you, they will. And so the people who thrive with plant-based diets and vegan lifestyles, they continue to keep learning. They're a student every day. They understand that things are not always going to be perfect. That just because someone had some amazing transformation with veganism and they cured 50 diseases and they completely transformed their health doesn't mean that you will, you will feel that straight away. It doesn't mean you will get all those results that some people did. Maybe you need to be even more strict with your diet and, and remove certain foods within a vegan diet. So you've got to stop consuming gluten, for example. Or maybe you need to change other variables in your lifestyle. If you come to a plant-based diet, but your mindset sucks and you're a freaking super negative person and you're around negative, weak-minded people all day, you can eat all the kale and spinach in the world, but you're still going to feel like shit because every other aspect of your environment sucks. And so it's not just about that, guys. And you need to look at that as a whole lifestyle. And that's why, for example... When we started creating vegan transformation programs, we would see people, and I could predict the people who would get the best results at the start because of their attitude and the type of energy they brought to the table. I could literally feel their energy and their intention. And I'm like, this person's going to get good results. Nah, this person's not because they are a, they have a fixed mindset or their energy is not right. Something about their energy is off. They are either a dabbler or they're unsure about their own potential or they're around negative people or they're buying into too much BS that they're reading or whatever it is. And they did get crap results. Same program, same processes, same mentors. One person got great results. One person got crap results. What's it down to? It's down to that person. They are the common denominator in their experience across the board, period. And so that, my friend, is why we created the Mindset and Psychology Reset course that we have called Veganize Your Life, which I will attach in the show notes, the hyperlink for that. Because what I found was that too many people were coming to veganism and or a, a plant-based diet. And you can. this is suitable for people who are already vegan because a lot of vegans still have a bad mindset. They still have a very disempowering state of thinking which holds them back and to, from self-actualizing. So yes, they might already be vegan, but they have a, a disempowering fixed mindset around what is possible for them. And so they're really not maximizing their results in any area of their life. And they're not maximizing the communications they have with other people. So they're not feeling like they're having positive influence around veganism. And so Veganize Your Life was to finally address the elephant in the room in terms of health and fitness period where people would get good results or the, and they would relapse at the end of that, and or people would just get bad results from the start, even if the program was sound, because their psychology was not right. They did not have the right type of foundation established to integrate positive new habits, routines, and rituals into their life. And so Veganize Your Life is essentially 
the crash course on how I was able to change my psychology from a butcher, someone with severe bipolar disorder, severe social anxiety and ADHD, binge drinking alcoholic, abuse prescription drugs and illicit drugs, ate nothing but junk food, had terrible relationships, was um, close with a lot of people who were criminals and how I'm here today. And that transformation and the psychology around how I was able to do that. And so if you've struggled with any of this stuff or if you want to work on your psychology first, Veganize Your Life is the place to begin, my friend. So get that course. It's not even expensive. So start there. Don't be a dabbler. That's my message to you today. And so I hope this episode helps you. I hope it helps you understand and vet people's experiences and recognize that some people who will share an experience where that veganism didn't work for them guarantee you that they did one or many of these things incorrectly that I shared with you in this episode. And if you want to make it work in any area of your life, you need to not be a dabbler. You need to be solution oriented. You need to get mentors in those areas. You need to immerse yourself. You need to not give yourself these finish lines that you're going to cross where you go back to the old habits, beliefs, and routines to get the old results. You need to have a student mindset where you're learning all the time, but you don't want to be learning to the point of procrastination. You just want to be learning to the point of, okay, this is good information that I can take on board and I can synthesize and process it as I am moving forward, allowing myself the freedom to move forward imperfectly and make mistakes and not get inundated with so much information overload that it paralyzes me. And also remember this, if you go online you and you search what you seek what you search for you will find ultimately like if you search for reasons why a plant-based diet's bad why it won't work why it's unhealthy you will find that because people are crazy and people share all kinds of crazy anecdotal experiences of dysfunctional habits routines and diets that they chose and they share it as fact alternatively if you look for reasons why it will work it will absolutely work for you and why would you not want to do that? Why would you not want to look for the positive outcomes, the reasons why it could help you and improve your life? Why would you choose the lesser option, right? And why would you do that in any area of your life? So you have to assess that too. Look at your psychology today. And if you need help, get help from people who are well-versed in these areas. That is my message to you today, my friend. Don't be a dabbler. Be a student and move towards mastery. And guys, I wanted to add one last note because I was thinking about this once I stopped the recording and I realized that I missed something really important here. Another reason why people struggle with sticking with veganism and making it work is often because they have so many other co-founding variables in their life that add tons and tons of stress. And so, for example, someone who has a challenging marriage or challenging relationships, they have a stressful job, they just have dysfunction and high levels of stress and tension in many areas of their life. They are spread so thin and their mental resiliency is in such a state that often they're not even in a place where they can be a student and learn and see the forest for the trees and recognize that they need to persist and understand that it's all a learning process and 
they just look for default reasons to go back to what they were doing because it's easier. And so that is a huge component that I've observed in my own coaching experience. When people start to relapse or go back to what they were doing, it's very—it's never about the diet itself. One of the things I will say straight away is that a well-planned plant-based diet, you will get all the nutrients that you need. Like I was saying earlier in the podcast, the American Dietetic Association states this. And so there is nothing special. There's no magical unicorn fairy dust in meat or eggs or anything else that you need that you cannot get in a plant-based diet and all your body produces endogenously. So your body produces it itself. And so that is an important thing I want you to understand. And recognize that people who struggle with this, if and if you struggle with this, you need to look at the other areas of your life, your relationships, your marriage, your your co-workers, the people around you, the environment, your job, your fulfillment in your life. Because if you're highly stressed and reactive and you're burned out, you are going to look for reasons to do less. You're going to look for reasons to not be solution-orientated. And that is an, the additional message that I wanted to share with you today because that is really important and that is a commonality I see amongst many, many people as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Veg Up Podcast and don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. Please leave us a review and share this on social media. Tag me. Let me know what helped you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let's get this information out to the world. Help me do that. And be sure to email us over at Fraser at evolvingalpha.com for coaching options and mentorship. Because if you want growth, it begins here, my friend.